This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. Today, we're going to talk about the Oakland A's in baseball from 1971 to 1975. Just how good were the Oakland Athletics from 1971 to 1975? They were good enough to reach the postseason five years in a row, and they won three consecutive World Series. That's how good they were. If that doesn't impress you, keep in mind that only four of the 24 Major League Baseball teams qualified for postseason play back then. Today, we know the A's as the Oakland A's, but the team had two previous homes. In Philadelphia, the Athletics, as they were known back then, won a lot and then lost a lot. Between 1905 and 1931, Philadelphia won eight pennants and five World Series under legendary manager Connie Mack. But the team had only six winning seasons from 1932 to 1967, first in Philadelphia and later in Kansas City, and the Athletics never reached the postseason in any of those years. In Kansas City, the A's lost at least 100 games in four of their 13 years there, and the team's best year was a mediocre 73 wins and 81 losses. Their losing ways changed dramatically when the team moved to Oakland in 1968. One reason was talent. The A's were loaded with it, and young talent at that. They had infielders Sal Bando and Bert Campanaris, and three future Hall of Famers and outfielder Reggie Jackson and pitchers Raleigh Fingers and Jim Catfish Hunter. The A's finished the first year in Oakland with 82 wins and 80 losses, their first winning season since 1952. Improvement continued, an 88 and 74 record in 1969 then 89 and 73 in 1970, and 100 wins and 60 losses in 1971, which was the A's best record since 1932 when the team played as the Philadelphia Athletics. Pitcher Vita Blue won 24 games in 1971 with an ERA of 1.82 and he also won the American League's Cy Young Award and was named the league's MVP. Five A's hit 20 or more home runs on the offensive side, with Reggie Jackson leading the team with 32. Manager Dick Williams, who led the Boston Red Sox to an American League pennant in 1967, their first since 1946, had immediate success in the Bay Area. The 1971 A's earned their first trip to the postseason in 40 years, 
advancing to the American League Championship Series. They lost that series to the Baltimore Orioles, but it was clear that this team was headed for big things. In addition to solid talent and outstanding field management, the A's had a colorful owner, Charlie Finley, known for his flair. Finley shortened the team name from athletics to A's, and he also changed the way the team looked on the field. Most teams in the late 1960s and early 1970s had fairly conservative-looking uniforms, not the Oakland A's. They wore uniforms of Kelly Green, Fort Knox Gold, and Wedding Gown White. Players also wore white spikes. Finley also issued bonuses to every player who grew a mustache, and some of the A's players grew a beard. They continued winning on the field, too. In 1972, Oakland finished the regular season at 93-62, and and they beat the Detroit Tigers three games to two in the American League Championship Series. Next up was the Cincinnati Reds, known in those days as the Big Red Machine. The A's emerged victorious, winning four games to three, and captured the team's first World Series crown since 1930. It was a hard-fought series that some analysts believe may have been the most competitive World Series in history. Gene Tennis, who played most of the season as the backup catcher, won the series MVP award. The winning continued in 1973, when the team compiled a 94-68 record and defeated the Orioles in the American League Championship Series. Many thought the win assured the A's of another series crown because the New York Mets, a team that finished the regular season with a 5.09 winning percentage, the lowest winning percentage ever for a World Series participant, was seen as lucky to be there. Instead, the series turned out to be a nail-biter. Still, Oakland emerged victorious in seven games and Reggie Jackson won the series MVP, an honor that nicely matched his American League MVP award. But the win came at a cost. Dick Williams had grown tired of Charlie Finley's meddling and resigned during the offseason. Enter manager Alvin Dark. The managerial change didn't stop the winning. The 1974 A's went 90-72 and 72 with Catfish Hunter cupping the Cy Young Award. Then the A's faced the Orioles in the American League Championship Series for the third time in four years. Oakland won again, this time three games to one. The reward was playing the downstate Los Angeles Dodgers in the World Series a formidable foe because the Dodgers were the only team to win 100 games that season. But the A's prevailed, winning the series easily, four games to one. Raleigh Fingers was the series MVP. Then, two months after the series, 
Catfish Hunter signed a free agent contract with the New York Yankees. But his loss didn't stop the A's from winning. They nearly hit the 100 win mark in 1975, going 98 and 64, which was good enough for second best record in Major League Baseball that year. But Oakland was swept by the Boston Red Sox in the American League Championship Series. Another significant player loss followed the 1975 season when slugger Reggie Jackson signed with the rival Baltimore Orioles. But the A's still had enough to finish 1976 with a winning record, 87 and 74. But it wasn't good enough to qualify for postseason play. The five-year postseason string, which began in 1971, ended. The A's dynasty was over, at least for a while. Oakland had another strong run from 1988 to 1990 when the team won three American League pennants and a World Series crown. Still, my take is that the 1971 to 1975 Oakland A's stands taller than the later vintage A's. The earlier A's transformed the franchise from a decades-long loser to arguably the best team in baseball. That concludes our podcast for today. Hope you enjoyed it, and God bless. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.